Welcome to the Samori Podcast. This is Steve Whelan, your Chief Product Officer for Samori. Um, what most people don't know is I wasn't always the Chief Product Officer, and actually being the owner of the company, or one of the owners of the company and founders, um, why am I not the president or CEO? So president job's already taken, that's that's by my wife, the other co-founder, it's Island Whalen, which we'll talk with her later on. Um, but then I was actually CEO for a little bit of time, but then I quit. So, and before I quit, I actually promoted someone else to CEO, and that would be Jason. Um, so we're gonna talk with Jason today, because a lot of people don't know his background and wonder where he came from, and maybe not, don't know him from the forensic community. So he does have forensic background, so let's just dig into him today. So first thing, Jason, what is the proper pronunciation of your name? Perfect, it's called Jason. No, the, the, yeah, oh. the other one. Oh, Rose Levich. Rose Levich, Yep. Great. So. Common so, spelling, right? Yeah, common spelling, exactly right. So, yeah, thanks, Steve. Good to be here, and, and thanks for uh, the opportunities over the years. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to kind of take you through my background. Uh, I'll start with the law enforcement portion of it. I was, uh, for about three and a half months in 1977, I was on the Arlington Forest Safety Patrol, and that ended badly. I was asked to turn in my little orange vest and the crossing guard thing. And so law enforcement was out for me after that. So from there, um, after graduating, um, I went into management of all things um, and actually did retail management for quite a long time um, in big box retail stores. So nothing at all to do with forensics really. And what happened there is I went from a major home improvement retailer to a book and coffee place that was uh, it's a national chain, um, Borders was the name of it, and I was running the number one bookstore in volume of sales in the United States in Christiana, Delaware. And uh, it took me about, I think, three years to completely bankrupt that company and put it out of business. Uh, Amazon helped tremendously with that process. Um, so from there, right, my wife was like, okay, look, retail's not for you. You need to find something that you're passionate about, right? You've done that for a long time. You're good at it, but you don't, you're just, you don't, you know, and, and that's the truth. I really didn't have, um, I wasn't getting any kind of joy out of it, right? There's only so many decks that you can see and be happy for the person that built that deck with the lumber they bought for you or the books that they got. Um, so I put in a web browser, you know, what what's something I can do for the next, 10, 15 years um, so that I'm not bouncing around from job to job. And the two things that came up were either nursing or information security. So that was an easy one. Um, not good with puke. So I went for the information security. So put myself through uh, uh, a local college here in Delaware, Delaware Technical Community College, um, some computer courses, found out that I liked it, and uh, that's where I kind of got Yeah, up so that's where we kind of worked. So at the time, we were kind of decentralized and, and working from different locations and such, um, but we had started Tolino, um, and then we actually needed builders, and I think that's where we found you, right? Yeah, so so they, I think they put a call out to the local area. They, they'd gotten, I think, the first big order, or I should say we now that I'm the CEO, had gotten our first big order, um, and we needed more people to build it, right? So... Um, the instructor at the at the school was like, "Hey, you should go over there. You can build computers. You've built a bunch of them, right?" To which I said, "I've built none of them, but whatever. I'll go over there if they're paying seventy-five bucks. Sounds like a fun weekend." So I built the first Tolino for seventy-five bucks on a Saturday in a basement um, with I think three or four other guys, and came back the next day, and one of the guys had left. So there was like about three of us left, and built another one. And then at that point. Um, 
everybody else, I think, had other employment or doing things. They were like, you know, do you want us to come back next week? And and I said, hey, next or next weekend. I said next weekend. Why don't Why don't I just do it now? I'm really enjoying this. I'll build all of them. This is better than sitting in class. Um, so from there. Uh, I think I probably built 90% of the first 300 or so Tolinos that we built uh, and shipped. So uh, that went well. And uh, from there, I think, Steve, uh, why don't you take it from there? What, what, would you, what was your thought process? Yeah, so I, obviously you've learned a lot from that since that time, right? A little bit. So, so my, my background in, in the Tolino was actually the original designs and, and concept and um, just the approach of designing the Tolino itself. Um, but then it was turned over to others to, to manage and, and implement. Um, so we actually moved to a, uh, an actual location to have everybody under the same roof. Um, so we moved into our first office space, which we're, we're currently at, but we're about to move again. Um, and then from there, I guess I noticed that you had a lot of experience in management. Yeah, so I, th- I think that's kind of uh, uh, what happened there, right? And so management and a lot of the things that, that came with taking um, – Tolino out of basements and and into an actual production environment, right? Um, so lots of background with inventory management, lots of background with processes and implementation outside of the computer world um, that I was able to bring back in there. So my attempt to escape from managing things worked for a couple of years, uh, and then uh, it's kind of like uh, kind of like the Godfather, right? Just when I thought I was out, they bring me back in. Yeah, well, don't feel bad because I originally went to school for <laughs> physics and decided I didn't want to live in a lab the rest of my life, and I ended up in a lab for the rest of my life. There you go, so. exactly. <laughs> so, so sometimes you cannot escape your destiny. Yeah. So about this time, we we had a lot of um, I, like ways that we could have optimized, and I saw Jason was really good about um, some of the suggestions got to learn a little bit more about him personally about his background about what he just told you about his, his business experience and I realized this guy managed multi-million dollar companies and I being a cop managed no companies other than the ones that I created and had no desire to, to do business like really push paper stuff anymore so that's where it eventually started evolving but we you didn't start out straight as CEO no so so for those of you that are that are frightened by the origin story uh, and the fact that I built the Tolino and that I've given many, many people advice about both hardware, software, and forensics over the last five years that I've been doing this. Um, I I did complete my degree. I do have an associate's degree in information security. So I have some schooling, as they say, in the forensic world. And then I'm also a certified forensic computer examiner through IASIS. Um, So I do do a very limited amount of casework through Samuri to keep things going. Um, And that's kind of where I honed my skill at this. So one thing about me that people that end up uh, working with me or know me know is that when, when I look at a question, I'm not satisfied with the answer until I understand everything completely. So that I think angers Steve from time to time because when I have a question about a Mac stuff, I don't stop until I have the answer that I want. And to be honest, that's really the way I've treated everything that I've done in life, including business, which is if you don't accept the answer that's given, if it doesn't fit the parameters of what you're looking for, don't stop. Keep going until you have the right answer. So that's what I think I bring to Samuri and, uh, and you know, also to the forensic world. 
Now, now, what angers me is what happened on the ride over here when you're sitting next to me in the car and you're butt-dialing me, but you're not butt-dialing me. The phone's in your hand. So, <laughs> ah, yeah. So, and what it, makes it worse is I'm answering. Go, I, wait, I got to take this call. Jason's calling. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the best part, right, is that, is that Steve's audio system is, is reading out the number that's dialing him, right? So, And I'll just throw it out there for those that want it, right? So it starts going, I'm listening, and it's not even catching getting traction inside my brain you're receiving a call from three oh two five four oh nine three seven four right never picked up that was my phone number until he's like hey you're calling me um so two things there one is save that phone number you can always reach me at that number if you have questions um and that's one of the other things that steve i think started as the ceo and that i passionately believed in in every business that i've ever run which is the people that are in charge and everyone there that deal with the customer always need to be available so that's something that we do at Samuri um, and we'll never stop doing you will never not have direct access to my phone number you will never not have direct access to steve and his phone number we're, we're there for you so that's one of the things that's really important to me about Samuri. Um, you know, the honest truth is there's a ton of tools out there, right? There's a ton of people that do training. There's a ton of hardware solutions out there. So what differentiates one company from another? And the, an the only answer is the people, right? So that's what I believe in. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what I bring to Samuri. Yeah, and since we've actually, and you've been a part of Tolino and actually managing it, that, so that gets to the next step, right? You started managing Toledo. Yep. We've actually been able to get pretty optimized and have great, I mean, I, I rarely, I mean, you can't be perfect in everything, but I mean, just kudos all around for what we do on the Toledo side and customer support. You want to talk about that? So sure, a couple of things, right? So the, the, the thing that's most important on the Toledo side in terms of all those machines that are out there with such limited amounts of problems, and obviously power supplies and fans are going to fail in all systems. But the reason that all those Tolinos stay operating as long as they do is we never cut corners we always check our work before it goes out. So every one of those machines goes through a, a rigorous testing process and there are at least three people that sign off on it before it leaves the building. Um, and that's the important part is the consistency. We never build anything different. It's always the same. The cabling is the same, right? Everything's the same down to how so we place the logo. We should talk about this in the next podcast and stuff like that, but you were pretty heavy on implementing a lot of these procedures you know, coming into us, which kind of yes. led to you getting promoted again. Yeah. So, well, so that's the thing, right? Is it, is it, and life is business and life are the same, right? If something is not a habit, you don't do it. So if you don't brush your teeth every day, then it's not a habit and you don't have it. If you don't wear a seatbelt every day, it's not a habit. If you put a seatbelt on every day for 40 days, by the time you're done doing that, if I ask you two weeks later, did you buckle into your car today? Do you remember doing that? The answer will be no, because it will be a, a habit or it'll be, you know, muscle memory, whatever you want to call it, that's like that. I believe that business is the exact same way. If you do things consistently and you always do the right thing and you never deviate, then you will always move forward. And we've done that both in Tolino and now have gone on to do that um, in, in all the other parts of the thing. So mostly um, in, the, in the administration and management, all the things have become um, 
just consistent and work quickly. And we're moving that out into services, training, software. So more great things to come over the next couple of years, Steve. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of uh, leads into where you kind of worked yourself in the position of CEO yep. because uh, so going back to and this is going to sound really bad, but I think we were in a hotel in Atlanta. We were in a, we were in a hotel room together. So. So it was all it was all on the cool side, right? It was all business, right? So maybe some drinking involved, but it was all cool. No comment. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it was about that time I realized that I had to make a change for myself. So at the time I was, you know, again, my wife who's co-founder of this company, which we'll talk about to her later on, um, and she's president, and then I'm the CEO because that's what you do when you start a company, right? There's two people. We just pick titles. Like, yeah, we both sound important. That's cool. But in reality, right, I, I suck as a CEO. I totally suck as a CEO. I mean, I did the best that I could, you know, being being a cop at the time and, and you know, you know, coming from the cop world. But but the thing is, is that I really don't know how to do businesses. Like, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, read books, uh, watch and learn as much as I can. But I didn't have that experience like Jason had. With, how many years did you do it before? Um, all totaled, I think about going back 15. to your DK days. Yeah, if we go all the way back to to Burger King, um, I think we could probably take it up to about eighteen years, um, and then another two or three years. Now that I've been doing different management things, so it's close to twenty years of management. Pretty much, like, even going back to when you were a teenager. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so me not having any of that experience, right? And then the other thing that was we were losing track of in the company, or what I was realizing is that the, the stuff that I did to start the company, right? The, the whole purpose of Samori, I wanted to be, I wanted to do something really good, you know, help a lot of people and, and have fun doing it. I was losing the fun part, and then I realized because I was doing too much of the business part. Like the business just drains your soul. <laughs> it's not fun. So I was like, tag, you're it. So I fired myself. <laughs> And promoted Jason to maybe not in that order, but promoted him and then fired myself. I don't know how you do that. Yes, but so, I did. So from my perspective, right, like the the if for those of us, the, for those of you that know both of us, you will know both of us are pretty stubborn individuals. Um, and I think part of it, what it came down to, right, is I would spend a half hour, right, because because we would in the early days. Uh, you know, have a hotel room that we shared because we're low cost operators because we like to do the humanitarian stuff that we do. Um, and I would, you know, stare at my laptop and try and puzzle my way through a forensic issue or a Mac issue for a half hour before, you know, I gave up and said, okay, Steve, can you answer this? And he'd just be like, yep, it's that, do that, look at that, right? And so it turns out Steve was doing the same thing, staring at his laptop on balance sheets or some other kind of <laughs> business room thing, just not wanting to deal with it right so good move to fire yourself um I, I think it worked out well for for both obviously i'm i'm more than happy to be the ceo but putting steve in the in the right place in the company and that chief product officer has allowed us to do a lot of different things um in, in terms of improvements that we've brought in terms of how, how the actual products are designed and the work that's done uh, without him needing to worry about how are we going to pay for that? How are we going to do this? How many people does it take to implement that program? So really good move, I think, that has uh, led to even better success for Samari. Um, certainly the last two years have been our, our most um, profitable years and have allowed us to give back even more than we've given back before. So really happy for that. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. So one of the things that we, we do to get back, and we have been, aside from the, the Tolino and the Samori gives back, 
um, what started it was just giving out software to any law enforcement agency that needs it. So obviously we have software that's for sale that you're welcome to check out and all, but we're not the type of company, again, coming from law enforcement, that's going to you know, like dangle a, a dongle in front of you and say, well, you know, you can solve that crime or you can, you can have the software as soon as you pay for it, right? So knowing the type of crimes that are out there and having investigated those, I, I can't do that. So I, I don't, even if I, as long as I'm still alive and breathing and I can afford to do it or help do it, we'll, we'll give it away and we'll, if we have to. It's not a problem. Yeah, I, I got to say, because again, like we said at the beginning, technology is really not my forte. I, I can't type. I can't text, I can't use phones. Uh, when you get me inside a computer, I'm way better because that's what I'm trained to do, but I can't use that stuff on the outside. I'm really just an old guitar player that can't find a beach and a bottle of rum to retire to just yet. Um, but I will say, I'm sure this has gone around the friends community for a while, but thanks Steve for introducing me to the concept of dangling a dongle. I had not heard that yet. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, there's other stuff where I probably shouldn't say on public radio. Oh, I think dangle of dongle is okay. Dangle dongle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's worse. So, so anyway, I, I think we'll, we'll do some more of these series where we introduce people that, that work at the company and kind of let you know who we are and what we are. The biggest thing I want to leave everybody with is, is that I am not in this to build a, a giant corporation. Um, I'm not in this to grow some Murray as big as I can, other than it allows me to do what I'm really passionate about, um, which is giving back. And that's the that's the main reason why I, I stuck with some Murray when I did, because uh, going from what I made managing big box retail stores to 75 bucks to build a computer is a pretty big risk. So my wife was like, you know, this is probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, no. I can see where this can go, right? And I can see the passion that, that Steve and Eileen have for helping and for saving the world. This is what I need to do to stay interested in working and not try and find that beach with the rum and the guitar and the hula dancers. So for me, it's all about what I can do to move some Murray further ahead so that we can give back more, so we can save more lives, so we can give out more software, more computers, yeah, more so, humanitarian trips. And, and I want to thank you for, for coming aboard and helping me out with the business stuff because it's, and, and thank you because it's hard to find people that actually care about what they do. And it's, it's not, again, not about the money so much, but what it is that we're trying to do, the mission. Um, as we all know, I mean, I don't even, if you're listening to this and you do forensics, you know what I'm talking about. There's more and more Borgs that are that are starting to grow out there, um, where there's only one purpose of becoming a Borg, and that's to assimilate and just to, to make as much money as possible. And then you start to lose focus, which is something that I never want to do. So you know, I, I'll I'll just some more reason in the business of helping, and it's the way it's always going to be. Um, and and so again, trying to find someone that's willing to help and and lead the company in the right direction with the same mission and the same process. Um, it's hard to find someone like that. Um, believe me, I've tried. You know, trying to ask someone to move to Delaware. Um, usually, people want to stay where they're living, where they're comfortable, where they're making a lot of money, and they don't want to move to Delaware to 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 forward a mission like this. So it's really obvious to see where someone's heart is. You know, and um, I think Jason, you could probably say that things worked out well. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so, happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things things turned out well. So like like I always say, if you if you think about good things and focus on good things, the rest just follows. It's just car good karma. Yeah, had lots of opportunities to help lots of people, both in, in law enforcement and outside law enforcement that I never would have had 
um, all the people that I know from the past 20 years or so, right, when they see me on LinkedIn or they see different things that are out there, most of them are like, so what is this you're doing? You're creating this fake persona about yourself? There's no way that you do all those things, right? And the reality is I do. And, and Steve's been with me in, the, in the, so cat's out of the bag, right? Lowe's would be the home improvement center that I work for. So the local home improvement, he's been in there with me before when we were getting stuff for, uh, for some Murray and seeing some of my old running mates that are just like, what? No, it's not true, right? So I can't thank Steve and Eileen enough for the confidence in me for for going ahead and, and saying, okay, great, you can do this business stuff. We can do the forensics. Let's do it. It's, it's given me a lot of opportunities to do things that I never would have had the opportunity to do. Um, I've been on every continent in the world in the last five years with the exception of Africa, and uh, I'm shooting for that one sometime next year, God willing. Um, so for those of you that are listening to this and are struggling with the current pandemic, our hearts go out to you. If we can do anything to help, let us know. Um, please stay healthy and safe. And with that, I'll turn it over to Steve. Yeah. So, I mean, thanks again. And we'll stop thanking each other. But like, let's, let's, how about we talk about <laughs> Tolino? So, okay. You know, you've actually helped a lot with that and then moved on into CEO. Why don't we do the next podcast on all about Tolino? That sounds like an awesome idea. I love talking about Tolinos. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And as Jason likes to say, and we'll see you in the next podcast.